my ex like Selena, the flex, ayy. Bumpin' Justin Bieber, the flavor and left, ayy. She know what she need, all I need, all she... Guys, welcome back to Two Dumb Hunks. What you just heard was a clip from Ghost Rider. AI-generated music, supposed to sound like Drake and The Weeknd. It's been pulled off of most music platforms because of, well, they're trying to protect the artist's ability to perform art. Uh, however, I play this clip for you today. Not because I like the song. It actually is pretty catchy. But it's because... Because the Grammys are allowing it to be entered into uh, possibly the best song of the year award. How is that possible? And the CEO of the Grammys says, because it was written by a human and then performed by AI, they will allow it. See, this is what the writers are striking for. But they're already allowing it in the music industry, huh? I mean, they're kind of kiboshing it. I don't think it's on Apple Music, Spotify, any of those kinds of things. However, I did pull that audio clip off of YouTube. Um, so it's still on YouTube. You could look it up. Again, that's Ghost Rider. Name of the song is Heart on My Sleeve. AI generated, designed to sound like Drake and The Weeknd. So I really got Drake vibes off it. But oh, I yeah, it sounds not. exactly like him. You couldn't tell unless I told you. Yeah, but I did not get the weekend vibes at all well, from that song. That's because you didn't hear the part where he sings. I didn't I can only oh, go you, so long before we start really uh encroaching yeah. on that copyright infringement. Yeah, but since I we're providing that is commentary on this piece, uh we qualify. Um guys, So we're like one of those we're like one of those channels right now where we react. Yeah, it's a reaction channel, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, let's do Guys, it. Guys, send us music. an email at giveusascoop at gmail.com. Hit us up on the app, formerly known as Twitter, at giveusthescoop. Let us know what you want us to react to. Um, Yeah, so that was something I just heard this morning. I was like, damn, that's going to kick us off today. Yeah, that's, uh, I knew that there was, I knew that, wait, I think we had talked about this, whether it was on this show or on the prior premonition, uh, premonitionary version of this show. Um, yeah, that song did come out months and months ago, by the way. Yeah, but I remember real quick, people were like, holy hell, this is scary. Yeah. I wonder, so this is just the next iteration of it, but I wonder if there's been stuff done in between. Um, so like next year, it's just going to be like the whole, uh, show is going to be the whole AI lineup stuff. Yeah. Oh, everything's yeah AI. I do not know, but we'll see what happens with the Grammys. Maybe they'll, maybe the artists will start, um, um, I don't know, retracting their songs from even entering into that, uh, award ceremony and say, no, no, if you're going to let AI in, I will not be a part of that. And hey, this, this yeah. The ceremony could even be held in just like a Discord lounge. <laughs> yeah, it's an AI-generated Discord server. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they just have the ceremony in there. You dip in, you listen to it for a little bit, you join your other Discord. There it is. Uh, an RIP to Steve Harwell, the lead singer of Smash Mouth, met an Ooh. early demise. Um, what was he, 56 years old? I was he? I thought he was a little bit older. Did he? Nah, he no? didn't make it to sixties. So either way, but uh, alcoholism got him. 
in a bind. Isn't it weird how some people die super early and other people, like a lot of rock stars, coke and alcohol, no problem for 70 plus years. Yeah, but from what I understand, this guy was off the fucking deep end with it. Might as well be walking like, on the sun. Did like they not showing up to things drunk as hell, yelling at the audience to the point where I guess in Colorado they threw bread at him? Oh jeez. Um, um, did their audio tracks not make the movie Shrek? Yeah, I mean exactly. it actually like made the movie. But however, I did. I have read articles that have talked about like. In the same way, Shrek kind of made that band. Because name, like, name a Smash Mouth song that's not from Shrek. Might as well be Walking on the Sun. I thought is, that is in Shrek. Nope. Are you sure? Yep. To the, to the <laughs> Google cave. Yeah, so it was actually not in... That song was not in any of the Shrek movies. The actual movie it was in was An American Werewolf in Paris, 1997. Can't Hardly Wait in 1998. I was going to say, in fact, I think that that song came out before Shrek, so they were already pretty well known. I think that that song probably got them into Shrek. All Star is one of, like the first song that got into uh, Shrek in the trailer. Roger that. Um, yeah, I gotta that dude went off the fucking deep end, though, man. Like, he... Uh, I don't know if you saw some of the last videos of him, mm -hmm. but he's just on stage, like, yelling, um, flipping the crowd off. Uh, wow. I guess he... Yeah, he... I mean, they had a time, right? <laughs> yeah, very uh, rememberable time. I'll, I'll choose to remember him as... Uh, the Shrek guy. Um, so in other news, latest to join the pumpkin spice genre, Wendy's this year is releasing a pumpkin spice frosty. You in? I'm, I'll give her a go. Oh yeah. Come on now. I'm, yeah, I'm doing it. Go. I'm going to look it up and see if it's even available now. I might even go get me one uh, this upcoming weekend. I could see it's just a little vanilla ice cream with a hint of pumpkin spun throughout it. No. I'm sure that's what the picture looks like. I guarantee you the thing is probably just disgusting. It's probably no, it's like not. a dark pumpkin paste. No. That they just <laughs> this is a beautiful, harmonious shake in my eyes. Have uh, you seen the is pumpkin, that, uh, cinnamon, a hint of vanilla? Ooh. I'm excited. Uh, I'm joining the pumpkin spice crowd if that thing's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. It looks amazing. So I'm here for it. I'm looking at the picture. Whoo. Uh, boy, it looks great. They The lighting that they have along with the foliage on the table, there's some cinnamon sticks literally laying right up against the Slurpee. When is uh, the release date? Uh, pumpkin Spice Frosty, September 12th. Starting okay. September 12th. This upcoming they, weekend, I'm grabbing it, snatching it. Yep. They, and it's two items, actually. It's the pumpkins. Could you try again? Shut the, the fucking it's the, It's two items. It's actually the Pumpkin Spice Frosty and the Pumpkin Spice Frosty Cream Cold Brew. Uh, I'm not down with the cold brew. I'll stick <laughs> with the frosty. Thank you. What are your thoughts on that? Do you do like, do you do coffee like non just normal drip coffee from like McDonald's and stuff? 
or do you have to have it from like a place when you go uh, to get coffee? No, I actually drink coffee black. And let me tell you, McDonald's actually has some of the best coffee. Really? Hands down. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really good. And it's fast. I, I just can't, I don't, it's hard for me to imagine that there's a crowd that believes that like McDonald's or Wendy's is like the bougie coffee place to go to. Dude, I'm telling you, they have some of the best coffee. Pair it with one of those nice little uh, hash brown, little oval shaped wafers that they have. You mean the oil, the oil vat, the vat of oil with potatoes dipped in it? Fucking good night. That's all I need for the day. I'm good. (laughs) Uh, yeah, all so the that's, carbs that you need to get through the day. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we got going on the Frosty Freeze Pumpkin Spice Land. Um, in case you can't tell, I got a lot of shit to talk about. So <laughs> I'm like, let's go. I don't know what happened, but I was like, huh, okay, we got a couple good articles. We're going to do this. And all of a sudden this morning, it just got fucking dumped on me. Really? Yeah, it's been, there's been a lot of shit going on in the news, huh? There's been a lot of RIPs. I don't know about that, but I'm specifically talking about dictionary.com adding 566 words to their dictionary. What? what, what? Yeah. Uh, wow. Because uh, like, so- you know, we need more words. Um, words like John. They actually added John as like the bathroom going to the John. That wasn't in there before. Apparently not. Okay. So these are not new words. They just may be words for which there's Well, let me hit you with this next one and you can tell me. How about Blur's Day? Have you heard of Blur's Day? No. no. Like, I guess it's because maybe you're getting so hammered that mm. it's blurry. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it's a day Friday not night. easily distinguished from other days or the phenomenon of days running together. Uh, second definition was, in fact, hardcore drinking binges that you can't tell what day is which. Okay. Uh, wow. See, I I do good at a game like this. See, that's why I do good at like bar trivia. Okay, let's. Uh, I'll throw you the next one and let me know what you think. I don't have 566 okay. words, by the way. Just uh, two more. Um, shower orange. Uh, <laughs> I, I imagine this is something my wife can pick up from Lush. Uh, yeah. Um, when I heard of it, I was like, what the fuck? But now that I read about it, I'm going to no. I'll report back next week. Shower orange. <laughs> uh, eat an, eat an orange while you're showering. What? I yeah. bet, do you think it's like a life changing experience? Also, at what point do you think that the dictionary board came together and was like, guys, we got a word to consider shower orange. And it's not even in there as one word. It's in there as two. Yeah, and the people on the board were like, well, what What does it mean? Like, it means eating an orange in the shower. I wonder if Urban Dictionary bought <laughs> dictionary.com and is now just totally fucking up the uh, encyclopedia words here. Let me read you the definition. An orange <laughs> that is peeled and eaten under a steamy shower. The purported benefit of being that the stem, uh, the steam enhances the orange citrusy fragrant, fragrant, god damn, fragrance, and creates a soothing experience for the person who's showering. I'm in. I'm going to try it. Wow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. They make it sound like an amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat one in the fucking time. sauna and see what happens. Yeah. You know? I mean, come on. <laughs> the next time I'm at the pool, yeah. I'm taking I'm going to have a pool orange. Oh, and see if it has shit. the same benefits. Here we go. <laughs> like, uh, sir, sir, you cannot peel that orange in the pool. Yeah, no one tells me what I can do and not do with my orange. Listen, you don't know the benefits. You do not know the benefits. Have you ever tried mixing orange with chlorine, baby? 
<laughs> uh, all right, next one. Uh, speaking of baby, Nepo baby. Have you heard of this? Yeah, it's somebody born into a life of like ease. Wow, you're like pretty much fucking three for four on this. Yeah, that's pretty I see good. It. Yeah, a Nepo baby, a celebrity with a parent who is also famous, especially one whose industry connections are perceived as essential to their success, i.e., Roman, the three month old baby of Al Pacino and his girlfriend, Nor Alfala, who are reportedly already splitting. Wow, already. Who could have seen that coming? I mean, he's what, 80 something? Yeah, I think he's 83 and she's 29. Yeah, wow, I bet they have nothing. What an excellent play from her. She saw a cash cow and cashed out. Hell yeah, and think of that. She is going to use that kid to have an easy life. Yeah, he needs $50,000 a month for his Bentley. I'm going to assume that she's a pretty successful model, actually, but his net worth is around $120 million. So needless to say, I think um, at least the baby's set. Now, it wasn't specific. Some reports I saw said that they weren't splitting, but she has definitely filed um, for full custody of the baby with uh, visitation, normal visitation rights from Al Pacino. So I don't know how they can come out with a statement that says, well, we haven't really split up, even though some other places have reported that they are splitting, maybe just off the single report of uh, child custody. Um, Why would she do that otherwise? I guess I have a bigger question, and that is how many kids does Al Pacino have? He has and, um, a 30-something-year-old, and then he also has a set of 20-year-old, 22-year-old twins, I believe. How can people like him like survive having kids? And then that led me down a spiral where I started thinking about Nick Cannon. Like, mm. how can he do that? That guy has what, like twelve kids? How many different kids? How many different uh, moms are there involved? I think there's a lot because I think he only has twins with like Mariah Carey. Oh, she's involved in this too. Yeah, Mariah Carey is one of his baby mamas. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, but that. Sorry, it's way off on a different tangent. But how does Nick Cannon make enough to support to be able to pay? child support for all those kids to live comfortably or do you think like the light later ones just don't get shit um i mean he's got to have it's like baby number one gets 50 percent of his income and then they divide it low lower to where by like kid 13 they're like yeah you're uh how much you get is based on only six percent of his annual income uh depending on who you're talking to uh 50 million net worth or Estimated at twenty million for Nick Cannon. Yeah, that's a little bit of a difference. I mean, yeah, that's a huge difference considering <laughs> the fifty million is specifically from two thousand twenty-three. I'll go with that. Okay, all right. So that's what he ma- made then, or that was his. Total that's his net, net worth. worth. That has no like. That's not what he's making as a salary or income yearly. That's what he has as assets. Oh my gosh. Well, I can't. Um, okay. Maybe he's like a writer or something too in the back. I I just don't <laughs> know what that guy writer. does. I just don't know what he does. Um. Uh, well, let's take a look. Nick Cannon. What would what would you say? Nick Cannon. Ch- jobs, for lack of Job, better terms. Yeah. That's a like, fucking stupid. Him, uh, well, we American, sound really fucking dumb. American. 
<laughs> Two Dumb Hunks, folks. Welcome back. What On a quest it? to find ourselves and America. Okay. American <laughs> television host, actor, rapper, and comedian. Oh, very loose with the terminology, if I may. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, fills the gap, I suppose. Rapper. Yeah, a rapper. When has, uh, I mean, what did he host that one show um, on MTV when we were young where like famous people just pretended to rap at each other? No. What was that called? He could have. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Wild and Out. Wheel and Out. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. You see, you weren't you weren't one of the cool kids like I was. I clearly was not. <laughs> we both know I was not a cool kid. Hey, have you heard anything about Threads since its launch other than it reached the fastest subscriber base or user base of 100 million people? No. Is it still going strong? No, it's not. Um, nope. I mean, <laughs> would you consider it to be an actual user or subscriber base of 100 million people considering they're using the same platform as Instagram? Like they just basically offered it straight to their subscribers from a, another platform? Wait, what? So Threads is owned okay. by Meta. So if you use Instagram, they offer you to download the Threads app or make an account that's automatically linked to your Instagram. Okay. And thus you have a user base of $100 million, almost uh, 100 million users almost instantly. Would you consider that a genuine $100 million? No, but isn't that okay. also what they did? Okay, I yeah, I gotcha. Here I was, in my mind, I was like... What in the fuck are you talking about with the Reds? Like, is it a close? Like, I no, like, dude. It's it's the uh, competitor to X. Yeah, the formal, I got you. Now. The app formerly known as Twitter. Sorry. Um, so since that uh, launched around July, the early July it launched. Um, day active daily users actually only got to fifty million, and since then it has steadily declined down to somewhere around uh, 15, 12 to 15 million a day, while X is active daily users is above 100 million still. Yeah. Uh, who could have seen this coming? I mean, anyone? Like, a, a little late to the fucking game. Yet again, uh, Meta, I wonder who's got their fucking hand on Meta's chalkboard. Well, I'm not going to say that doesn't have potential, but what I'm going to say is when you pull from a user base that's totally all about using photos as their posts and go to something more written, um, they're on Instagram because they don't want to write a whole lot. There was also some weird-ass caveats, too, with threads. I don't know if you remember or, like, really paid attention to the details, but I one of the things that I read from an article was that uh, essentially to sign up for threads, you had to say you will never delete your threads account without it also deleting your Facebook right, correct. Um, and everything. It's like, Instagram I don't know about Facebook, but to. it definitely was linked to your Instagram. So if you yeah. deleted threads, it was going to delete your Instagram account. So like when we start to get to this point where companies are like, well, you can't remove this without also without me taking this away. I, I feel like now we're on kind of a shaky ground, you know, to be on. And Why? I think that's the issue with threads that they can like say, well, you did have this service where you could post your like whole life on Instagram and we're going to give you this other company. But if you make an account there and you don't like it, you have to have it forever. Right. 
Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea, but I mean, I don't know that that was a great decision other than the fact that they just wanted to see people seamlessly transfer from Instagram to threads. Because Zuckerberg wanted to put out his giant e-peen on the table. Yeah. That was what kicked off the whole Zuck versus um, Musk. By the way, I shared a post with you earlier, a meme rather. Can you believe, so I would never in a million years would have guessed, like I get it, like some people drop the um, the N-word in a uh, Ebonics type uh, way with the A at the end. Okay. But, but I specifically shared with you a posting I found on Twitter, the app formerly known as Twitter, today, X. and it actually had the N-word hard R at the end. Okay, I could so not believe that they allowed that on there. You, what do you mean? That it made it through some like co- like content algorithm filter? Yeah, like it's a meme sitting algorithm? there. Well, I. <sighs> I'm like, how the hell is this allowed on here? Uh, okay, this is getting into a borderline. Uh, because uh, it was, maybe the name it... <sighs> itself was a joke, but that means the joke, they're using the word derogatory and not like uh, a rapper just tweeting, what's up, my... Well, it's a very dangerous subject to broach. It's um, not, because they allow it on there. How could they allow the N hard R word on there in the context of a joke? I'm like, like the person was actually calling them that word i'm like what the hell so what you're saying is that you think that what you think should be on the platform should be up there uh they're trying to protect free speech but they're also trying to protect hate speech and when you use that word as name calling that's a racial slur uh i mean okay Uh, but however i mean realistically so so what you don't you're against name calling so it shouldn't happen no, I'm all for name calling. I'm against racial slurs. The so because you're against them, everybody has to be against them. Uh, no, but that's what the platform's supposed to be. It's supposed to protect people from hate speech, but also allow freedom of speech. I, I again, I, I don't know if this was the point you were trying to make, and it just took me a while to arrive at it. Uh huh. But it it's an ultimate conundrum that you will never do. You cannot allow free speech, undivided free speech. You cannot allow undivided free speech and protect from hate speech. Because everything that somebody says, somebody's going to interpret as hate speech. Well, I mean, aren't we I could be like, fuck, fuck pineapple on pizza, and someone could be like, wow, you pizzaist. Um... I don't know about that, but I think there's a distinct difference between calling out a race with facts and using a derogatory racial slur. I Okay, I'm not trying to say that there's not, but the point that I'm trying to make is that it start, starts to set a very dangerous precedent where you start to say, well, this is okay for us to comment on or make sure we control when somebody else says, but this isn't and then who's drawing that line to say um, like that well, would be the app formerly known as twitter drawing that line just like all the rest of them do okay so then how can you how can you literally let somebody have undivided free speech yet 
also tell them, hey, also don't say anything hateful. Well, hate speech is different than free speech, right? Yes, but what you're talking about is because it's had the anti-double-gut-er word um, that that was wrong because it's hate speech. But it's also free speech if someone wanted to put that meme up there. Okay, well, whatever. It's not, but that's fine. What are you talking about? No, it's, I want to resolve hate, this. It's a racial slur, man. There's a number of words that you can use to describe a particular race that's like uh, has been used in the past in a derogatory manner that's no longer qualified as speech amongst uh, just and and it's like um, I don't know. I mean, free speech is saying like uh, I don't care for black people or whatever you're gonna say, but when you drop that word. That then becomes, I mean, in my world, in my world, that becomes hate speech. Oh, okay. So, let's say, for instance, you you put up pictures of your family. Mm-hmm. Um, you put up pictures of your family on at Christmas time. Yeah. Somebody comments on your thing and says, "Like, hey, this really offends me because I'm a pagan, and to me, it's you uh, worshiping a false." deity i think mm-hmm. those should come down because it's encroaching on my beliefs mm-hmm. i see what you're saying i still don't think that applies because religions have gone on parallel side by side but the hi- history is history people use that word to uh dehumanize black people but yeah but what i'm so what but what i'm saying is so now i've given you just an example of religion mm-hmm. where you said okay i see what you're saying Think no, about I see what you're saying. It doesn't mean everyone has to like it, but there's a difference between me not liking your opinion and you actually using a racial slur. I understand, but it, it's very what, simple, very fine, what, simple line. I think my what my what I have a bigger concern with is the precedent that it's set and the line that it starts to draw in the sand. Because I just had you draw a line where yeah. well, religion's okay, but race isn't. No, you gave me an example where you didn't like my opinion or my religious beliefs were different than yours. Not, hey, yeah. I'm calling a racial group a derogatory word. That's totally different. Okay. I, I, To me, I guess I don't understand where it is different because I'm still insulting your belief um, and or saying that because I believe a certain way, you also need to be representative of that belief. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm seeing it. Okay. Because it's like, so because you don't like Christmas, I should have to take down my Christmas videos. Yes, I understand I'm taking it to the extreme. You are. But you have to, it's always going to go to the extreme because there's going to be people like me who say, "Well, what the fuck can I say now?" Okay. Okay. I how dare you not allow me to drop the end bomb on your platform? I mean, that's not unreasonable, right? What I'm saying is how dare you not allow somebody to drop a certain word and then tell them, "Well, but you have full free speech." Yeah, except hate speech. you can't say this word. Except hate speech. Okay, so you don't have full free speech. I mean, I don't know if you... If you want to take it in the context of free speech means you can say anything you want, that's the same thing as yelling fire in a theater. You can't do that. Okay, that's the point I'm trying to make. Is all that's the whole point that I'm trying to make is that you cannot say that you have full free speech, but you cannot say X. 
Okay. And that well, is not a ploy on that Pardon app, me if I didn't grasp Twitter. If I didn't grasp that from the get-go, it certainly seemed like you were trying to defend the fact that hey, people should be able to say what they want, not Well, there's a difference. Yeah. There, okay. No hate speech, right? Okay. Yeah, no, you know what I did? I used this time to talk about why I felt it was okay to debase an uh, entire You're defending race your of the ability to use the N-word here. It's kind well, of embarrassing. You I, might as uh, well have just a fucking hung me up for the January 6th storm yeah, in the Capitol. Yeah, your fucking beard's on fire right now. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's uh, take a turn for the worst here and talk about Uncrustable Sandwiches. You had one? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh. Sometimes... I have to tell you, they take forever to thaw when you need them to. Dude, nuke them for five seconds. Fucking miracle worker. I, I've i tried to nuke them, and I, I guess I can't find that sweet spot for the bread. Yeah, and the jelly it, gets like too a, hot? Yeah, or it turns into like a hockey puck. Right. that bread, okay. that gel bread. Um. Okay, well, I. you know what? Honestly, I eat them frozen half the time. When I do eat one, I'm like, if I can't wait and I don't want to microwave it, I'll just eat that bitch frozen. It's still delicious. I mean, the bread's not um, moist, but my kid is very particular mm -hmm. about how his food is received. Right. Um. And so there are certain stipulations that must mm -hmm. be met. One of them is that his uh, uncrustable must be set to the perfect room temperature. Um, wow. and sounds like you need to starve your kid out a little bit. <laughs> and and he uh. It is very difficult to get it just right because it's either like frozen in the center, the very center, or um, it goes the opposite way and it becomes like gel that bleeds through the bread. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, you know purposely I mean? fuck them up so you have to eat them. Be like, well, I yeah. guess we'll have to start uh, over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, got this one a little early. It's frozen. Sorry, uh, buddy. Check this out. So this... Uncrustables actually started in 1995 by two friends that would just wanted to mass produce uh, their favorite kids' sandwiches for school, right? And what okay. a brilliant idea it was. They sold that company off to Smuckers in 1999 for a million dollars. For one million? Yeah. They fucked Ooh, up big time, huh? Yeah. Boy, I don't know what their background is, but... Um, that had at least a five on it, if you ask me. Even in its early infancy, if you figured out a way to mass produce PB&Js to where everyone's going to like them, um, you got probably at least a $10 million figure on it. I don't care where in the business model it lies at this point. And this year's annual sales, last year's annual sales, $685 million. How... Boy, they probably punch they, themselves in the fucking dick every day. Are you were kidding they just me? Not doing, were they just not doing that well when they originally started? Well, they probably didn't know how to distri distri uh, distribute Distri on a on a mass level or get all the things they needed on a mass level. So instead of like pairing up with a, a fucking shark. experienced big, uh, business person. Like Damien um, Johnson? Yeah, they were approached and they're like, yeah, a million bucks. Mark Cuban? fucked up are you getting time. any of my shark tank references i guess not yeah i hear them all um you're but just letting fly right over your is, head cool the crazy thing is is this thing's on a parabolic line so it like an exponential growth i shouldn't say parabolic exponential so it like took off and as it takes off it just gets steeper and steeper and then 
from uh, 2021, which was $500 million in sales, it's almost straight up to $685 million uh, this year. And so next year, we should see 800 Easy. Question. Do you think it is because, is that an indication that people are getting lazier? I don't know, but because I swear to God, I really- can't even buy their own peanut butter and jelly. I will tell you what, there are a few times where you go to the store- and you're like, okay, my kids need food for the week. And do you have those thoughts where you're like, fuck, do I really want to wake up every morning and make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Or nah, just do it the I'll night just, before. But Or I'll just buy this box of 10 Uncrustables and I don't have to worry about it for two weeks. Yeah, for fucking $12. Hey, um, <laughs> one thing, I swear to, I really hope these guys have some kind of retainer. Like, okay, well, we want 1% of net, net profit. Um or uh, net after cost of goods sold or something. You know what I mean? Okay. Just 1%. I hope they work that into their deal and then, then they're fucking set. But I would imagine they didn't. I'd they didn't. imagine that they they did not. They did not. Uh, it doesn't say they did, so um, whatever. But I thought that it was interesting. I was, I was like, fucking these things are hit. And here they are, almost $700 million a year. Last year, this year, I would project them to be even more. Although I have to tell you, I think um, in the last few years, I think I tried them again and they, I don't know if it's the same brand or if it's a different brand, but they started doing some weird stuff like ham and cheese. In I like think it's the same brand. Yeah, I think they've kind of like tried different things. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about like, well, it's definitely ham not going to be a cheese. peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, I mean, that's the simplicity of it. That's the beauty of it is it's just frozen. It's a frozen hockey puck of peanut butter and jelly. Uh, question for you. Yeah. What are your thoughts on goobers? Ooh, fuck. Those are like a little treat. For those of you that don't know, goobers are like one of those jars you see on the shelf, and it's striped uh, vertically. It's got jelly, peanut butter, jelly, peanut butter, jelly, peanut butter, all the way around the thing. Um, They're like a little treat, you know? I don't think they're as good. They're not as good as Encrustables, I'll tell you that. But um, I like taking a little scoop right out of that thing and just eating it. (laughs) So you're okay with it? I mean, yeah, I'm not, I don't go buy them, but- I yeah. think once or twice I've ended up with my uh, ended up with that in my cupboard or my fridge, and uh, yeah, I fancy myself a taste. <laughs> you sound <laughs> you sound so damn fancy. Yeah, Ooh, I got my pinky in the ear with my little fucking yeah. stir spoon, and I'm like, yeah. mm. I'm my finest china. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. My wife has told me that she cannot stand goober. Um, no. And I told her the same thing. Like, it is a delicacy. Yeah. I always wanted it when I was a kid. And the couple times I got it, I never wanted it to end. But yeah. just like you, I would sit there on the floor with the, with the knife um, yeah. and just straight out of the... Oh, my God. So good, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And as an adult, you have to not do it because then it's like a whole jar could be gone in a day. Oh, yeah. No problem. Yeah. Uh, while we're sticking on food, I have a little survey here to cover. Um, this says. was questioned. This is uh, questions given to both people that are current or former vegetarians and people that have never been a vegetarian just to see how the answers differ. And the question is, do you think it's morally acceptable for other people to eat the following animal under normal 
circumstances. Morally acceptable, okay? So they're asking us to vegetarians. Vegetarians are not vegans, as in they can have some animal products. Correct. So in this case, they go through general animals. Chicken, cow, pig, salmon, duck, deer, rabbit, sheep. Um, What's interesting is almost all of these, minus a deer, uh, both vegetarians and never been vegetarians say they're all they're all on the majority side of saying yes, those are acceptable to eat. Okay, so it's just like where's your line at? Like where yeah. what do you call animal versus friend? Right, and um, interesting you bring that up. Um, so, but the vegetarians or current or former vegetarians are always several points behind never been vegetarians, right? And I will post this for Monday's episode uh, for, I mean, uh, the release of this episode. Um, For instance, a chicken at the top, 89% of never been vegetarians say, yeah, it's fine for other people to eat it. I don't know how we end up with never been a vegetarian and only 89% of the people that aren't vegetarians say, it's okay for other people to eat chicken. Beats the fuck out of me. But- um, only 72% of current or former vegetarians said, yeah, that's okay. Right. So there's quite a spread there on each one of these and the spread fluctuates. But the point was, is that I was surprised to see that over 50% of almost every animal is acceptable to eat by current or former vegetarians. Okay. All right. All right. So they say, yeah, it's fine if other people eat this. And these are mostly, um, what farmed animals, right? With the exception of the deer, Deer and elk actually are farmed, by the way, but clearly um, Snow White had an impact on these people. 75% of non-vegetarians did say it's okay to eat deer and duck. Rabbit was interesting. 68% of non-vegetarians said it's okay. 53%- Really? Rabbit? Yeah. 53% of current or former vegetarians said it was okay. Um, Here's one that's super close. 56 to 59%, right, on these two- on these two uh, types of individuals, octopus. Somehow or another, they say no. It's almost it's almost fifty. It's not really almost fifty split, but less than sixty percent of both types of people s- said uh, it's okay. Meaning that remaining forty plus percent said no. I could pro- I could see that. Why? Because I, I think I mean I think even you're already in a small category because seafood. I, I honestly think that's a small category of people who actually like seafood. So yeah, so is this a question of, do you think they on, answered a little bit differently on this because they don't like octopus? Yeah. Because the actual yeah. question is, is it acceptable for other people to eat the following? I, uh, but I think it's all based on personal bias, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like, do you think the idea of somebody eating something like, yeah, like it, Anybody eating octopus to me is disgusting because it's got the fucking little things on the bottom, the suction cups, and it's like that I is actually it. what they cook, dude. Hey, what? um, so for instance, what you're saying is like for me, I don't like to use the N word. I should vote that I don't think anyone else should use the N word. Where you, on the other hand, supposedly enjoy the N word, so you would vote in the opposite, saying yeah, it's fine. Is that am I on the? <laughs> Am I on the right track here? I'm just uh <laughs> You're gonna get uh you're gonna get me canceled. Yeah, you red flag That's, this guy. That is uh thanks thanks Sean for your comments on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so interestingly enough, when you get out of uh 
Farmsville and you start talking about other animals, the inverse actually happens. People identify more with pets that aren't vegetarians. So people that aren't vegetarians say it's less okay to be eating those animals, such as a horse, a guinea pig, a dolphin, a dog, a cat, an elephant, and a chimpanzee. Whereas current or former vegans, actually more of them say it's okay to eat those things for other people. Vegans. Vegetarians. Or vegetarians. Thank you. Okay, vegetarians. Uh, yeah, vegetarians. So uh, for horse, uh, people that aren't vegetarians, never been a vegetarian perhaps, uh, only 25% of those uh, surveyed said, yeah, it's okay for other people to eat horses. Whereas 51% of current or former vegetarians said it's fine. Okay, so one in four versus a half. Um, yeah, but it's flopped, right? So the amount of people saying it's okay to eat these things, previously the people that are never been vegetarians were more likely to say it's okay to eat it. Now that they're more like animal figures, it's it's flopped. So people that have never been vegetarians find those animals more um, uh, they're, they're special somehow, right? I think, okay, so that's easy. I mean, I think horse, I've always, I don't know. I think the horse has always been one of those for me where I don't think you could pay me to try horse. No. You know, just because, yeah, I, I mean, I see it as a symbol, you know, right. of like the old West, you know, and like a cowboy. I, I don't associate it with that food at all. Right. Okay. Um, guinea pigs, very yeah, similar. 23% said it was okay that we're never been vegetarian. We're 29% of vegetarians said it's okay. That's, I, I, I guess. I, is Here's there one much like, meat on a guinea pig? I mean, if you're hungry, you know. God, I, mean, I guess that's a squirrel, like a squirrel, right? Yeah. People eat um, squirrels. Let's look at a cat. A cat. Um, 15% of those that have never been a vegetarian said it was okay to eat, while 37% of those current or former vegetarians said it was fine. Wow, that is surprising to me. I would think that cat and dog would be off the table for pretty much anybody. Now, let's get let's be clear. Clearly, the vast majority of both categories are saying, nah, that's, you that's not okay. Do you think the vegetarians that are taking this survey are just like fucking with us non-vegetarians? A small. Like, let's make them think. Let's make them fucking think that we like eating cats. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> it was just a really interesting uh, relationship there. Once you got into actual pets, the vegetarians were more likely than the other group to say, "Yeah, you could eat those." So where do where do vegetarians draw the line then? I don't know. Same is is uh, true for chimpanzees. So a human being, maybe they should have put a human being on there. No, no. What? So what I'm saying is, so does it only go chimpanzee and then human on the chart you have? There's no humans on here. Oh, <laughs> I wonder if they think is it okay to eat people? Yeah. When you um, become a vegetarian, you're like, yeah, I'm also a cannibal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Also, I'd like to see what the. Um, I don't think there would be any difference much, much difference in insects, right? A vegetarian, would they still not eat insects? I think maybe they'd be more open to it okay. as like, there's a lot more, I, I don't know. Like what is the thing that drives vegetarians? Like animals being killed. So therefore, because there's more bugs out there, vegetarian would be probably more okay with a bug being killed 
versus limited food. Yeah, I think you're right. It's something about the actual death of the animal because vegans are more like, we're not going to use any animal products or byproducts. Whereas vegetarians just like, well, um, I'm not eating the meat, but I'll, you know, I think like dairy products are okay. Do you, isn't it funny to you that like not even with what people eat, can there not be an like Amish like group? <laughs> even with uh, eating, okay. there's got to be a group of fucking people who are like, you know what? I'm going to be so different from everybody else. I'm not going to eat meat. Just like people are like, you know, what we're not, not going to do. We're not going to use electricity. Um, I think the Amish would probably reconcile most common with, uh, well, no, wouldn't be that either. Hmm. No, no, I don't know. I was going to say like, paleo, but they do grains and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. It's like, so is this, are we also talking now about the same thing? Like the Amish, what's the one that goes a little bit after the Amish because they let you use some machinery? Mennonite? Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So there's a Mennonite thing. I think I talked about it previously in Pennsylvania. And I go there. I always call it the Amish market, but they're actually Mennonites because mm-hmm. they use electricity and stuff, dude. So good. Oh my God. The place is outrageous. Yeah, they're from Deutschland, right? Yeah. I think most of them are, are Deutsch. I, I, I believe so. So, um, Crab and a crepe. In what order do I want to tackle these next three things? Because they are along the lines of some of the most more serious things Ooh. we'll do. Time to get. It's, Let's it's play a game mode. called Quiz Sean real quick. Okay. And this sparks from my curiosity because I'm not really convinced one way or the other. I mean, if it was one way, if proven to be true one way or the other, I'm not going to be surprised. So, moon landing. Go ahead. Sean, let's talk to you about the moon landing for one oh, moment. Oh, man. And there's okay. something very particular that you brought up. And, and maybe this will be a little small segment I'll do occasionally as I have time to research some of these things. And when I say research, I'm talking 10 minutes or less. Um, <laughs> but the overall so idea here was to give you some questions based on your own beliefs, perhaps on what you've read. And uh, today's topic <laughs> is the Van Allen radiation belt because you have claimed that it's impossible to go past the Van Allen radiation belt. What about it, Dave? What about it, Dave? How could they get past the Van Allen radiation belt? So I did a quick Googling, and without you Googling, since you believe in this, I would expect you to actually have the details. Please go ahead and enlighten us. (laughs) So the Van Allen radiation, wow. Um... Hey, this is fucked. First okay. off, um, so let me ask you. Okay, so clearly you're a little stunned. That's okay. I wanted to no. let you know that I um I pre-tried this on my mother-in-law last night, who is also a moon landing denier, and like many of the moon landing deniers, she instantly, when I disproved everything she had to say about the Van Allen radiation belt, she immediately went into other scenarios, and I said, then why was that one of the topics you picked? Okay, so the Van Allen radiation belt is a highly are you looking this up area. online? No, I'm not. Hands okay. up. Hands up. Okay, go ahead. Except using my third hand, if you know what I mean. Yay-yo. Um, uh, so the Van Allen radiation belt is a highly radiated with microwaves. Uh-huh. Uh, essentially, it's a line that exists uh-huh. between the Earth and the moon. Okay. Where radiation accumulates 
And the idea is that you were, if you were exposed to that level of radiation, even if you wore a reflective aluminum suit, which is what they wore, yeah. the idea was you would be exposed to so much radiation, it would be like being exposed to a nuclear bomb. So the people would come back either quickly developing cancer and or passing on hereditary and or genetic defects to their children and their children's children okay. over how many belts are there well uh, how many men are there in the world okay there's two belts one consists of protons and the other electrons gotcha i'd like I'm to with let you, you know. so far so scientists are you smarter than a fifth grader scientists estimate do you know what rads are Radons? Do you know what rads are? That sounds like no. I'm just assuming rad is like a degree, right? Oh, like okay. I was just I was just asking because it seems like you're staunch on this. Like you know exactly how we couldn't get to the moon, but you don't know what <laughs> a one unit of radiation consumption is. Yeah, um, okay. One rad. It's a Geiger counter. Yeah, no, okay. Geiger counter does count the all breakdown right. of radiation. Like, but like one rad throwing, is you a like unit. Throwing all the terms. Yeah, I clearly, know I was just. Chernobyl. I just assumed someone who knew that all we right. couldn't have possibly been to the moon is taking the time to look at this. A rad right. is just a unit of measure of how much your body would uh, um, uh, absorb should you be exposed okay. to radiation. Um, and it was predicted or measured that at twenty five thousand kilometers per hour which is how fast they'd be traveling through these belts um humans would absorb 11 rads which is pretty damn deadly okay that's great but they did build a fuselage that had protection on it the same way that we wear lead vests right except it was the whole thing and um so now they launch lead in this space not lead but they did design mm-hmm the part that the humans were being in to uh, eradicate most of the radiation in mm-hmm. which their entire journey, they um, f- absorbed 0.38 rads, which is the equivalent of two CT scans. Okay. So true or false? False. Okay. Do you believe that we have humans in the international space station? True or False. Now, I'll remind you that that is a co-op between the U.S., China, Russia, and several other countries. But you believe that. But how could there possibly be people in the International Space Station if the Van Allen radiation belt was uh, a thing to worry about? Because it's further away. What is? The Van Allen radiation belt is past the orbit range of the space station. Okay. That's that's a viable answer. Um, okay, so what you're saying is is you just refuse to accept the fact that scientists were able to figure out how to repel radiation so it wouldn't get absorbed by the humans. They stayed underneath it. They didn't pass through it. To go to the moon six times. They, what I'm saying is if you ask me how I explain the space station no, how and do people you being on them? the space station. So no, but what you're saying is NASA couldn't have possibly developed a way for them to protect the humans inside their, I'm going to call it a fuselage for lack of better terms to go to the moon. No, no, I don't 
think the technology existed during that so time. So you're saying that when we let wear lead vests, when we get an x-ray, that actually doesn't do a damn thing for us. You realize yeah. that when they had to put, when they were putting stuff on the quote-unquote like lunar, the whatever, I'm, I keep wanting to say the rover, but the uh-huh. lunar lander and the landing module. Yeah. You know that they had to be like so precise with the like measurements and weight and stuff that was on there. Uh-huh. They're like everybody's under the assumption that they took like whole on flags for all the states, but I don't know if you've ever seen a real flag that they took to the moon, but it's like a very very tiny little I'm flag. Sorry, what was that? Flags that they the, took to the moon? Are you saying we went to the moon? They that were said to have been taken to the moon. Okay. So you're telling me that Let's just assume, okay, let's just assume that there was, what, six people in a lunar lander that uh-huh. was, like, being blasted through the Van Allen radiation belt. So they had enough. There, It wasn't too much weight to cover this giant-ass thing in lead that I would be necessary. You, I'm just saying that's as simple as they could make it to block radiation. They, A, we don't know. If that realistically, we don't even know. Nobody's gone up to the fucking Van Allen radiation belt with a stick and said like, hey, here's what the Geiger count is inside here. It's all theoretical, correct? Uh, well, how did they measure 11 rad exposure? Uh, the same, they could have made it up and said, oh, yeah, we drove through it in the lunar lander and it was only in 11. Everything's good, guys. Well, they blocked it to 0.38, by the way. What do you mean? The same way you wear lead vests, they found a way to shield like the spacecraft. Point, ten point six something of it. Get yep. out of here. Okay, yep. so then nobody should ever, 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 ever get cancer again from a an X ray machine or an MRI because we've gotten to the moon and some people have apparently gone there like that. forty fucking times. But you're talking in absolutes. I'm talking in well. There's certain. Um, things to consider and risks and exposures that they have to consider when sending people to space. How much did they fucking like when pay they you? give us x-rays? Cause like, how much did they I, pay you? When I was having, when I was, when I went to the doctors and they actually took an x-ray of my chest, they wanted to do another one. And they seriously stood there for a minute and weighed the pros versus cons on what they should do. I said, you know what? I think it's best that we just do another one just to make sure. There you so, go. What I'm saying yeah. is, it's not an absolute. They can't eliminate so, it, but they say, well, this is the price of being an astronaut and going to the moon. So, but vicariously, because you were exposed to that level of radiation, you are, in fact, an astronaut yourself. No, I'm telling you, there's a cost that comes with every profession. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'm. how many of the astronauts have died of cancer? That's a better question. Quite a few of them, actually. Some of them that wow. went to the International Space Station ha- have some fucked up shit. Yeah, RIP. Go ahead. Why are you surprised? It doesn't prove anything. It just says that, yeah, they're exposed to shit out there. Okay. Especially when they live out there for six months at a time. I didn't realize this was shove Sean in a corner and make him answer a question I just wanted to make a segment because, honestly, I'm curious. I want to know all about this stuff. And so I'm taking one chunk at a time. So this is one of the things you brought up. I will tell you, last night, my mother-in-law quickly brought up, well, even if they got past that, what about all the other radiation in space? I'm like, then the answer is, then why is the Van Allen radiation belt your concern? All, all I'm going to say is, so you're saying that there's a chance that we didn't go to the moon still. I told you, I wouldn't be surprised yet, either way. You have yet to prove, 
you have yet to prove that I am wrong. And like have you given me video wrong. of them not going to the moon? Because there's video Just of them better. going to the moon. Until you can 100% guarantee you have to accept the false. You have to accept the false no. hypothesis. No, absolutely not. We don't oh live in gosh. that day and age. You are not. So they give you a video of them actually going to the moon, and then you're going to say, that's not real, but you have to prove that it's real. Well, they gave you the video, just like you say, where's the picture? Well, they gave you a picture in that video footage that showed, hey, we're planting a flag on the moon. Hold on. I'm going to log into Adobe and make a new photo, and then I'll send it to you. Yeah, we'll post I, it. We'll I post it on X. That's real. <laughs> this yeah. I'm just saying, we'll tackle this one at a time. What's the next subject that you would like to discuss about this impossibility? What about landing on the moon? Yeah, I'll even let you pick the next okay, subject. Go ahead. Uh, I want you to look up successful tests of the lunar lander. Successful tests? Yep, of the lunar lander. Like how many times did they successfully test it? Where did they test it? What was wrong with the testing? And what is miraculous about the lunar lander? Okay. To be continued, folks. Uh, let's get into something a little less personal and something a little more egregious. Um, My mom. California state laws inbound. Would you say oh, California boy. has a uh, would you say California has a shoplifting problem? I I would say that that would start to describe one of the problems. Uh, and that's <laughs> one of the lightly. many, many problems. Well, welcome to Senate Bill 553, where now I will tell you the overall purpose of this bill is to eliminate people being involved in violent crime when trying to stop shoplifting. And what this bill says is that all companies, which they're trying to change it so only large companies have to abide by this, have to have in writing a policy plan and reviewed um, that each, um, uh, each company must have the plan in place for employees, how to, uh, handle theft when they notice it. And that okay. policy basically must say, you have to be a hundred percent hands off. You don't even approach the people. You don't talk, you don't talk to them about it. Nothing. So you have to go, Hey, these people are stealing my alcohol hands up, uh, we're going to pretend like we don't see him. What are your thoughts on that? Can you tell me what this is telling uh, the community in California? Rob, whoever the fuck you want, do whatever you want. There's going to be no punishment. Need I say more? This is yeah. like, uh, there's people all over the place. Like, I mean, there's people protesting stop SB 553. Um, but the intended thing is, oh, people don't get harmed. We don't want to see anyone else get shot or harmed during a robbery. And it's like, no fucking company has it in their fucking employee manual that says, if there's a theft, you must stop it. Yeah. You go hands on. Now, I will say there's probably a very, very rare circumstance that um, in the security department and some large corporations, there might be a policy that says you can intervene. But every company I've ever met outside of the security department, um, which even then is rare, they go, you fucking, I mean, what does the security department typically do? Hey, we know you're stealing. Don't do that. And that's, you're coming from the like world of gambling, like the wild, wild west. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In, in Nevada, but, but you know what I mean? It's like, they're trying to propose something that's already a given 
everywhere else, but all it's doing is basically green lighting theft and saying, hey, LA, I know we uh, I know we already have the worst theft problem in the probably in the world, to be quite frank with you, because everywhere else in the world they actually like um, you know, prosecute people. Um in places like, well shit, I don't remember the countries, but they actually cut off hands and shit, you know? Yeah, I think is that South America? But I think mm. that's like vigilante justice. No, I think there's actually governments that do that. Um, but uh, what I, what I'm saying is, there's nothing else to do besides tell the criminals they can come on in and steal the shit. Have you seen the the videos on like YouTube of the day like daytime raids on stores? I think one of them was like a J.C. like store. There's just people shopping in there. All of a sudden, a giant crowd of people just break in, start grabbing a whole bunch of stuff, throwing it in bags, and then just like run out. And everybody in the store is like, what just happened? Yeah. No, I mean, that's what they're doing. And they're not prosecuting anyone. So yeah. it's like, well, and my biggest fear is that, I mean, I don't think it's, I think it's only a matter of time before this starts happening everywhere. Yeah. And then we go back to the old style grocer that um, you have to go to the front counter and say, yeah, I would like a loaf of bread, please. And then they'll go get it for you in the back. Yeah, I'm I. So I I don't know if we talked about this, but actually, I think we already did. We briefly did. Um, but our Walmarts are getting remade right, right. up here. So everything's we have, behind plastic yeah. shelving or something. Or yeah. Like. So, well, but also they're doing more self checkout. Mm hmm. Like, I, oh, while yeah. I'm all for while I'm all for self checkout and stuff, um, how much they've got to be losing a lot in self checkout, right? You would think so because I mean, and then they have well, Walmart themselves has a guy just standing at the door to check receipts, but he's not looking at it. He's like, "Ah, oh, cool, also, man, thanks." Yeah. Also, who? I don't think I've seen one person at a walmart door that i would be afraid would stop me if i really wanted to get out like oh yeah who peter the guy in the wheelchair i'll just push him over right and run away they so, put like that's yeah. where they put the people who you have to hire they get door jobs jesus you know that <sighs> it, it's the bottom line well so that's uh, that's what they're trying to push now. The last step to actually just holding the door open for the criminals. Sorry to leave you on such a low note today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'll be back next week with more intel. Uh, send us an email. I give us a scoop at two. Me what is it? Two dumb hunks. Give us a scoop at gmail.com. <laughs> two dumb hunks and give us the scoop. Hit us up John on Twitter. I give us a scoop. The and tell your mother, formerly known as Twitter, now known as X. Tell your mother about our show.